The Return to Snakeland podcast contains descriptions of sexual assault, suicide, and murder. If you feel there is any possibility of triggering, please listen with caution. Turn to Snakeland. I'm Jason Gussman, and this is episode 12, in which we find rumors and hearsay more reliable than the supposed truth in the Kathy Herald case. One of the things we're going to be starting off with on this episode is a basic summary of what we know so far about Kathy Herald's murder. And it's and there, there's a substantial amount of information, but one of the things that we keep finding with this is that the more information that we get, the more confusing and difficult it is to piece something together as far as Kathy's murder. Right. And this is sort of uh, giving you a quick primer in case you haven't listened to our episodes. I believe it's two and three, which we get into what happened mm-hmm. with Kathy. So you can definitely go back to listen to those episodes. Uh, they're great. And they give you a lot, more, a lot of information. But yes. in case you just want to go forward and listen to this episode, uh, we'll give you kind of just basics that you need to know about this. And then we're going to get into what we've unearthed as uh, people's thoughts and comments on what happened to Kathy. Sure. You know, and, and again, you know, just going beyond the the acknowledged facts into absolute hearsay, we don't have proof you know, you know, physical proof or anything more so of what happened uh, than what people are saying. But uh, but at the same time, in a lot of cases, I think we've we've come to find that it's it's as reliable, if not more so, than what we are uh, getting from the powers that be. And and the reporters that you know took their time to report on Kathy Harold back in the eighties and and a little bit in the two, early two thousands didn't get into any of this material. So, and obviously reporters have a different standard that they have to hold, but mm-hmm. of course we, we are independent podcasters <laughs> and uh, independent investigators, I suppose. And we are just going to share what we found. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a really, I think that's a really accurate way to put it. I, I honestly really do. So, Without anything else, and we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll break into things a little bit later as well in terms of the manner in which we're going to present information, because again, we need to be careful about slander. You know, Absolutely. no one's ever been accused in in Kath, officially accused in in Kathy's murder. So we just uh, we're going to we're going to be you know using just uh, you know uh, various techniques to keep people anonymous. 
you know, so yes. uh, we'll, we'll go we'll go through them, but it's not exactly going to be hard to follow. You'll get the picture. But with that, uh, I'm going to get started on the uh, the summary of the Kathy Harold case up up till this point. And uh, the uh, the first part was the actual you know time period of the murder and the initial investigation would have been 1985 through 1986. On July 1st of 1985, uh, the 36th. Uh, anniversary of which just passed, by the way. Kathy Harold, 15 years old, was strangled to death and her body found on the railroad tracks behind an abandoned grain elevator and popular teenage party spot called Snakeland on the line between Kenmore, New York and town of Tonawanda, New York. The spot was frequented by heads, heavy metal fans who dressed in leather and denim, drank alcohol and took drugs and dabbled in Satanism. Kathy could either be considered a member of this subculture or aspired to be part of it. She was said to be dating an older individual, around 25, 26 years old. A number of the early news articles about Kathy's murder focused on the Satanism-related aspects of Snakeland and either implied or stated outright that Kathy's murder could possibly have been part of a satanic ritual. Now, this is... a uh, 1985, which could be considered the height of the satanic panic. Yep. A moral, yeah, a moral panic exemplified by McMartin preschool controversy and the multiple accusations in Jordan, Minnesota. Which we get all into in depth in our last two episodes, so check those out. Yes, absolutely. And, 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 speak, and speaking of, I was struck by the fact that in terms of talking about Snakeland, uh, the episode with uh, our interview with uh, Joe Cannizzaro, uh, ex of uh, of Green Jello, goes goes pretty pretty uh, pretty directly into what Snakeland was like in terms of you know actually going there and being being around folks. It did change over over time, uh, but still, uh, you know, again, it really kind of colors things a little bit. Absolutely. Um, so in addition to the um, the aspect that that Ernan presented back in, it would have been episode one, probably, or maybe episode two. But uh, what the actual physical plant of Snakeland was, what it was like, you know, that whole thing. So in other words, uh, go listen to every single episode we've done <laughs> as well as this one. So, OK, <laughs> there was also a pervasive rumor that only grew as time passed with no arrests in the case that the murderer may have been a protected individual, the son of a local politician or high ranking police officer and therefore was never charged. Uh, a point, actually, and again, uh, something that that uh, Joe Canazaro had made. He had actually brought up the the potential of the protected individual being protected by uh, a crime family right, in right. in Buffalo, New York. Which, which honestly, I had never considered. I don't know if that that ever came uh, to you, Aaron. But not not until late. Yeah, not until Joe brought it up. You got it. You got it. So I mean, so there's so there's uh, again something there, and the idea again of the protected individual may be a lot closer to uh, simply someone destroying evidence at that time, not protecting this individual for the next thirty six years, but but just taking care of you know whatever it was that would have pointed the finger to uh, to this person. But again. Right. That's These all are speculation. Oh, speculation. totally. Yeah, no, it's absolute, absolute rumors. But those rumors aside, uh, no one 
publicly verified that they knew where Kathy Harold was or who she was with between 7.30 Sunday night and 6.30 Monday morning when her body was discovered. Town of Tonawanda police claimed to be following up on several persons of interest, but after a certain point, there were no further news updates. Right. And here we go into part two, which we talk mm-hmm. about the two th- uh, 2007 kind of reopening. So in 2007, Kathy Harrow's murder case, uh, murder case was reopened by the town of Tonawana cold case detective Brian Moline. It's apparent from the local news uh, from the period that the case was reopened in the hope of linking Antimio Sanchez, the bike path rapist. There are many apparent similarities between Joan Diver, Sanchez's last murder victim, and the murder of Kathy Harold. However, no further charges were levied at Sanchez, and he never confessed to Kathy's murder. Sanchez remains incarcerated at the Clinton Correction Facility. On an online topic forum from the same year, could 22-year-old murder be linked to Sanchez? Several theories as to Kathy Harold's murder was suggested. Very few of them linked to Antimio Sanchez. Most notably, the protected individual theory from 1985 comes up again. This may have nothing to do with Sanchez. According to the information from a reliable source, he, the source, had single-handedly figured out this murder and the cops covered it up because one of the killers was the son of a high-ranking local police official. This individual confronted the police, who then swept this under the carpet. And this item, which was questioned by the others on the forum, but never followed up by the author. The reason it hasn't been solved is that the three guys involved in her death have all died since then. The cops knew it and still know it. Yeah, that's the thing, is that Again, you know, with 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 the with the topics thing, and I may have brought this up before, but this is a big hobby horse for me, just simply because of the fact that in in the dream that Diane Tesmer had about Kathy, whether you know you believe it or not, but um, there is reference to to three uh, specifically uh, being involved in right. her in her murder, which you know, as we're going to learn very soon, is directly followed up by an extensive series of uh, of rumors. And, so, and there, mm-hmm. um, I believe, a couple of the articles mentioned they were talking, looking at three individuals, which were never publicly mm-hmm. named, of course, but there was mention in some of the early articles. Right, they gave like the three individuals a uh, polygraph test, or there was something spoken about, you know, again with like three individuals uh, being being questioned, and then there are other numbers in Kathy's dream, which you know they may or may not line up, but it's it's the aspect of the three involved that continues through again rumors, hearsay, etc. So, yep. um, The next bit is going to be. Uh, pretty much covering where we go from here, uh, which is uh, 2019 through the present. And I believe, uh, Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong, that it was it was March of, of 2019 that uh, that you had found an, a large number of posts about the murder of Kathy Harold under a public social media group that was themed around uh, deceased members of the Kenmore, New York community. Yes, right, correct. Okay. Now, again, there are three individuals who are consistently mentioned as being involved in Kathy Harrell's murder. The living suspects will only be referred to 
by the first letter of their first names as no charges have ever been filed against these individuals. Okay. Now this, this is basically where the, where the rubber meets the road as far, as far as this stuff goes. Um, at the bare minimum, the information that we're presenting is going to have to be completely rejected in order to move on because this is essentially um, what's assumed to be common knowledge now about Kathy's murder. The first individual goes by the initial N. The consensus of the online posters is that N, who was Kathy Harold's boyfriend at one time, was also her murderer. This we're gonna we're gonna get into directly. We'll let the individuals speak for themselves. Second is gonna be uh, represented by the letter C. C's role is uncertain. Uh, this individual had scratches on his chest the day after Kathy's murder, which was assumed to be from uh, Kathy fighting off the attack, which has been established by a police report that Kathy fought like hell. Um, mm-hmm. And that would certainly that would certainly line up with what else we know about Kathy, and uh, and something and something you know that hopefully we'll be able to uh, continue on with in the meantime is getting a little bit more from people who knew her into what kind of person Kathy really was because there's not enough of that there's not even enough of that in our podcast and I think we're pretty sympathetic but right anyway enough about that. The third individual is deceased, uh, so we're going to use uh, his name. The name of this individual was Paul Metlack. His role is uncertain, and it is unknown if uh, Paul Metlack was shot by an, another individual or committed suicide with a gun, but whatever method it was, Paul Metlack died in 1986, basically a year after Kathy's murder. Right. Right. It's it's pretty it's pretty uh, I, I, I did my best to get death certificate uh, so that we'd at least know the situation as far as if, in fact, uh, Paul was murdered or if he did commit suicide. I was unable. I was unable. Um, and the only thing I was able to find was uh, a gravestone where yep. Paul was uh, buried in the, you know, south of Buffalo, which mm-hmm. very far away, actually, from Kenmore. So yep. uh, raises a lot of questions in my mind why he was buried there. But the, but the dates coincide. The name yep. Paul Metlock is not a common name. I mean, Paul is, but Metlock is not. And then 1986 is listed as death on the gravestone. So sure, sure. Um, unfortunately, no birth or actual death dates. So I think that may be what had hampered me in terms of getting death certificate. But then again, it seems like every time we try to get any kind of official piece, you know, information or certificate or documentation from, you know, any uh, presiding body, you know, we don't get it. You know, right. So, and, yeah. and as you List, I mean, as you as you described before in, one, in some of the previous episodes, usually uh, suicides and um, uh, death by younger people is not really covered that much in newspapers either. So no. uh, it's it's like, of course, obituaries will say very little about except mm-hmm. the sur- surviving members and you know where where their uh, memorial services are going to be held but yeah there there's not a lot to look up for Paul Metlack so I am 
extremely interested in Metlax's death. So if anybody knows anything about Paul, please reach out to us and you can hit us up at our email at returnsnakeland at gmail.com. If you have any information to share, I'd be all ears. I'm I'm still looking into it, but it's very hard. Right, right. Same, same here. And, and pretty much, let me let me just uh, uh, you know broad, broaden this out. We had a, a, a recent, a totally excellent email from an individual who who had uh, you know done some serious thinking about the whole Snakeland thing. It was a pleasure to read. So whatever you have to contribute, I mean, it doesn't. You don't need to know or even think you know who killed Kathy. You know, we just love to hear from you and just yeah. in any way. And, and as we when we talked about we talked with Joe Canizaro, I mean, we, we mm. put out the call again. If you know anything about Kathy, about her, her death or just something about her, you know, you may have you may be sitting on something that, you know, only, you know, and that could be the final piece of the puzzle here that puts everything in place. So, yep. yeah, honestly, if you know something about any of this subject, Please get in contact with us because, you know, we are just scrambling to find every type of shred of clues or even little pieces of paper that would give us some information on this (laughs) on this uh, on this uh, case and what's happening here. Right. Right. I mean, it just it's a. You know, we've, well, we've come to find, I mean, I made the reference earlier and, and, and Aaron tagged off of that, that for whatever reason, you know, it's like we do freedom of information act requests and things like that. And just, we're just not getting any help from anybody except from other individuals like you, you know, I mean, like, you know, whoever you may be (laughs) listening to us now, um, you know, that this is basically, this is what we got. good time to go into the next piece which is these are the these are the actual posts from individuals on the social media board about Kathy's murder and it does tell us a lot and it is where we got the information about N and C and Paul Metlack so it'll be it'll be worth uh worth uh we're sorting through that's for sure so mm-hmm. All right, now we are going to go through the actual posts themselves. And uh, keep in mind, again, even though we are uh, attempting to keep everything anonymous, even the individuals who were posting in a, in a public forum, you know, take everything that is said with a grain of salt, because, again, there's no way for us to, to vet any of this. There's no way we can validate it. So, again, Kathy Harold's whereabouts the night of the murder. Female poster. I will never forget Kathy. Was actually supposed to meet her at the youth center, Mang Park, the night she was murdered. We were excited about the night and didn't think she blew us off, so can't remember who I was with. Started at Schitt's Creek and walked the tracks all the way to Snakeland looking for her. When some of us first met her, we used to tease her for her red hair. Then we became pretty good friends. I'll never forget talking to the press and the police. She was wonderful. Female poster. I remember that night as well. Don't think it was me with you looking for her, but I remember wondering where she was that night. Female poster. Right? It was some big event. 
think I was supposed to be at the wall, but we kept looking. And if I'm not mistaken, she was talking about breaking up with N. Did you go to the police station with us after we saw what we saw at the fence? There was like five of us. Me, Connie, my sis. I looked into her murder in the early 90s, and still they had nothing. Female poster. It was something at the wall. I didn't talk to the police. I don't remember what we saw at the fence. May want to PM that to me. Still gives me the shivers because we're all supposed to be together that night. This next section is essentially all about the individual that we are naming as N. Female poster. I was thinking N. Female poster. We all need to talk. I thought this was solved. Male poster. Where and what area was this? Was she from the Parkside Proj? My father might have been on the case. Female poster. Yeah, and that was what I was told. What I've always thought. And as soon as I read your post here, I didn't even have to guess. Male poster. This happened at the old grain mills, Snakeland. Kathy, I believe, was from Mang Park area in Kenmore. It was more than just N. Female poster. Now you got me trying to remember someone from HS with the initial N. Female poster. Not from high school. Believe he was older. I wish I had proof. Always heard the rumors and seems like I'm not the only one. The same name always comes up. And he was a real dirtbag, so it's probably true. His name was N. I'm old and can't remember his last name for the life of me. Male poster. I know who you mean. Female poster. Not me. N. I just felt in my gut whenever he creeped around. I remember spitting on him and screaming at him the last time I saw him in the 80s and calling him a murderer. And the look he gave me froze my soul. My friend pulled me away from him because she didn't want me to be the next, but back then I was fearless, and I just wanted to hurt him bad. Female poster. Do you know if the person you mentioned is still around? Female poster. I wouldn't want to give Anne any kind of heads up, but if anyone does, we shouldn't post too much info or make it a closed group. Female poster. Clear up any confusion. It can hardly be said that this is a private group. There are nearly 6,000 alumni, parents, siblings, cousins, etc. in this group. Female poster. I had no idea she had dated him. What was the age difference? He was years older than me. What a scumbag. Now that we're talking about it here, I remember his name came up as a suspect. I worked at a store in Delaware and he came in and when I saw him I felt a cold chill run down my spine and I got this feeling of fear, disgust. Poor girl. Female poster. 
and was seeing her then, and she wanted to break it off with him. Female poster. Does anyone know anything about where he is? Female poster. I would think they have material evidence, right? Track him down and get a DNA sample. Does everyone on this thread think it was the same person, N? Female poster. I definitely do. Female poster. Yes. Male poster. Absolutely. Female poster. Sure do think so. Female poster. We all know. It sucks that it can't be proved. What a jerk. Female poster. I spoke to a detective a few years ago about the time they caught El Timio Sanchez, the bike path rapist killer. They thought he may have killed Kathy due to the proximity of where he worked and where her body was found. However, his MO did not match up and he would not admit to killing her even though he admitted to other deaths not previously linked to him. I did not have any pertinent information for the detective that he was not already aware of and I was not with her on that day. I found out about her death when I called her house the next morning and her sister told me she had been killed. I told him about her fear of N and that he was he had been stalking her during that time. I remember mentioning DNA, but I have no memory of what the answer was. It breaks my heart that they have never solved her murder. She was my best friend and I think of her, her mom, and her sister often. They deserve justice and closure. With all the crime shows on TV, I wish they would have an episode on Kathy. Maybe more leads would become available. Mail poster. I myself used to hang out at the Agway grain elevators. Months after the murder, I received a, a call to report to the town of Tonawan police for questioning. I spoke with two detectives on the case I was told that three individuals' names were consistent among the investigation. The three all had alibis for that night. The case is still open and will be until someone gets a conscience. Mail poster. It is so amazing everyone remembers Kathy. I dated her for a while. She was at my house the night before her murder. We talked about getting back together. She was at the house of someone I know that night that lived pretty close to where uh, they found her body. Talked to the detectives many times and tried to help find her killer. She was grounded. She snuck out the night before and came to my house about 10 p.m. The night she died, her mother told me she let her go out because Kathy was driving her crazy. She had spent most of the day with her sister. She went to a friend's house of ours on Skillen. Got to know her at N's house. Used to party there a lot. She broke up with him for me. Was a friend with him before that. He started to show up after school when I walked her home and causing problems. Almost got in a few fights with him, but Kathy was afraid of him. Female poster. Addressing male poster. I guess I didn't know Kathy's route that night. She told her mom she was going to Maine Park. Are you saying she went to a friend's on Skillen? And this happened on the way back? Any idea where else she went that night? And that's pretty much where that thread ends. Unfortunately, the male poster does not respond to these actually very uh, 
pertinent questions. Right. So the next piece, which is all about uh, the individual that we are referring to as C. Female poster. I'll never forget that day. At the fence. Dude with the scratches on his chest. We went to the police. Male poster. Everyone I know who had been interviewed at the time was told by the Tonawanda police persons mentioned had an alibi. Female poster. Who had scratches on their chest? Female poster. And? Female poster. No, his blonde-haired friend. Can't remember his name. Claimed it was his German Shepherd dog. That morning at the fence, before we knew she died, it was shortly after that day. A group of us went to the police and even talked to a reporter from the news. Female poster. Name isn't familiar. I think he was out of HS, but hung out at the fence every morning. I can say that day and his face to this day, but can't place the name. Female poster. Addressing female poster. If I can remember correctly, which is tough these days, his blonde-haired friend's name was C. Female poster. Yes, there was a C. He dated Sherry A's older sister, Linda, for a long time. Is that the one you're thinking of? Female poster. I have no idea who he dated, unfortunately. I just remember when I used to practice with my band at Ultimate Storage, he and N were always hanging around near that area of Delaware and Kenmore Ave. They were always together. Female poster. I was there at the fence, and he said it was his German Shepherd dog that ripped him up. Made sure to point it out before he knew she, Kathy, was gone. There were five scratches, not like three like a dog. I don't remember which went to the police, but we were a group of four or five. Female poster. So Anne and another guy had scratches on them? Female poster. The other guy, blonde, abs, didn't jive. And about two days later, we went to the police. Female poster. I was reading the previous posts. The guy C. He used to skate at Super Skate when I was 12 or 13. I remember him from there. Female poster. I remember NNC always hanging out near Ultimate. Female poster. I remember N hanging near there, but not C. Female poster. C dated Linda A for years. If anyone knows her or her sister Sherry, they can probably get a lot more info on C. His last name, where he might be now, etc. He was older than us. That's all I remember. Okay. This next piece is uh, essentially everything that we've got about uh, the individual Paul Metlack and uh, and his uh, his involvement with uh, the other two potential suspects. Female poster. Just the other guy. Never saw Anne until about a week before since she died. I dated a guy in his circle of friends. That's how I met Anne and got closer to Kathy. I think he was shot in the head sometime years later. 
Paul something. Female poster. Mm, Paul doesn't ring a bell, but it was so long ago. Male poster. Paul Metlack and the blonde guy that ran with them was C. I don't know that I ever knew his last name. When it happened, I told my mother that N and these two other low-life scum were rumored to be involved in the murder. We called the police and reported it, but never heard back from them. Such a tragedy. I really hope that this crime is solved so justice is served for Kathy and her family. Female poster. I don't know anyone involved, but someone mentioned a few people in this group are deceased. Are those people C and Paul Metlack? Male poster. Paul Metlack is deceased. I believe he was shot years ago. I don't know about C. C could have been a person with the scratches, but I never knew anything about that at the time. I just know that they all ran around together. The rumors of their involvement was going around many years ago. Unfortunately, I can't really validate any of it. Female poster. Paul committed suicide by shooting himself when I was still at West. C was basically a homeless guy. Female poster. How long after the murder did this Paul guy commit suicide? Female poster. I honestly don't remember, but Kathy was my best friend when she died and I knew both these guys. Female poster. It was Paul Metlack. He broke up with me because I wouldn't put out. C sounds right. So not dog scratches. I remember going to the police about that. I can tell you this. He didn't do it alone. How many of them are there? I heard Paul was shot in the head. Female poster. Hi, I'm new to this group. I vividly remember events and people surrounding Kathy's murder. I also knew N and C. I don't remember him hanging at West during that time. And I knew Paul Metlack, too. He was shot and died a few days later. And I don't believe that either of those two hung with N, but I could be wrong. As I said earlier, I have been unable to obtain a... Uh, a death certificate for Paul. You know, we, we know he was a little bit older than than Kathy, and I think that it's been kind of the consensus that all all three individuals were older, certainly older than fifteen. Uh, Metlack was actually born in uh, nineteen sixty seven, so basically we're looking at you know almost twenty, and and we we, we still were no closer to, to knowing if if uh, Metlack was murdered or committed suicide. We're told at one point or the other that whatever it was, whether it was a murder or suicide, uh, Metlack's murder was not related um, to Kathy Harold's murder. I thought this was an individual who had some 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 inside information, but to be frank, doesn't really seem that way anymore. Yeah, and and with Paul Metlack, it, it might not he, his death might have been not related to mm-hmm. any of this, but. The real thought here is that people get things wrong a lot. And yep. when you look at a lot of older cases, something that looked like suicide at the time all of a sudden connects into, wait a second, was that really suicide? Or did somebody put someone out of their misery or, or took them out because they knew something and maybe they are fear, afraid that they might come and tell the truth? Like they, they did develop a conscience of what happened 
very uh, possible. Obviously, very that's possible. all speculation. No mm-hmm. way to prove any of it. Right. And that's the thing is that that's the whole point of all of this is that we're essentially just, you know, providing you with the information that we've been given. And, and a lot of it fits, you know, our conception or at least my conception of, of, of what of what I thought may be the case in terms of Kathy's murder. You know, obviously I was you know speaking about the numbers and stuff earlier that kept coming up, et cetera, et cetera. But even even within the posts in these groups, there's a lot of conflicting information. Someone said uh, Paul Metlack uh, was shot a few days after Kathy's murder. Someone else had referred to it being, um, well, you know, basically as we know, uh, at least a year later. But they were saying years later. You know, right. this this is not none of this is infallible. You know. Um, but at the bare minimum, it, it would it would appear that there's uh, some sort of a connection that can be drawn uh, to these individuals, at least for information. You know, none and, of them may may have done anything. But and and what Jason's done here is he's uh, distilled a lot of these posts and, and uh, things that people have said because there was a lot of chatter back and forth, and a lot of them were it was so long ago I just don't remember. I can't, you know, there's a lot of that going on because honestly, I mean, by the time this was posted and in, into present, we're talking oh, pretty much 30 years. So yep. think of a night that happened 30 years ago. How much could you possibly remember? Now, obviously, a night where Kathy was murdered, you might remember more than normal, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of details that escape people. Sure. And uh, so these people are trying to recall this memory on a, you know, on a message board. So. And also, let's keep in mind. Um, I mean, you, you know, especially speaking of that period, if you know, if you're getting your information, you know, in Snakeland, you know, or or just you know, like from people at parties or along this, you know, kind of like rumor mill, um, there's a lot of people that were uh, wasted, you know, uh, yeah. a lot during this time period. And yeah. I'm not saying that it, it was to the extent that it's impaired their memory, but individual events might have been impaired and certainly uh things along the lines of a uh you know an actual direct string of you know a time period you know a succession of of what had happened certainly you know would be an issue so you know we're playing we're playing with a lot here and that is one of the reasons why we are uh again you know attempting to keep uh, a certain level of of anonymity Right. Um, but also putting sunlight on all this definitely helps uh, bring attention, make sure that uh, these things aren't like buried in some deep closet basement where nobody's ever going to talk about it again. That's why we're talking about it. And okay. yes, this is a lot of speculation from us and other people, but you might have some information or you might hear something that like, wow, I remember that. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember that individual. I remember what that happened. We can't even correctly string, as Jason mentioned before, string together that what happened with Kathy that night other than her leaving her house and then being dead on the tracks the right. next morning. Right. Uh, there's a lot of back and forth. She was at Skillin. She was at yep. a, a boyfriend's house. Yep. Uh, there, Even in that long um, string of posts that N was going around stalking her that night. You know, I mean – there's a lot of weird stuff, like uh, hard to tell. And you can tell just from going through this, 
and and we edited out you know a lot it was you know basically i mean aaron you were the one who who hit me to this this whole you know like string in the uh in the social media board and it it was it was mind-blowing how much there was and we cut out a lot but pretty much what you notice even going through this part every girl was kathy's best friend Mm -hmm. every single one every guy had dated her Right. You know, I mean, it's like it just it's it gets it gets absolutely ridiculous and it really, really uh, it becomes pretty, pretty outlandish. But again, I, I, I know I've, I've mentioned this before and and Aaron, honestly, you know, please, please just stop me if, if I've gone through this process. But uh, even when we put out the initially put out the um, Return of Snakeland graphic novel. Uh, we had it. We had an article on Buffalo Rising, which was actually very, very nice. It was super complimentary. It was great. Mm-hmm. But in the contents, uh, there were a couple of individuals that were, you know, up in arms about the fact that this, you know, our our, our graphic novel even existed. But even beyond that, both of them had mentioned something called the Kenmore Clan, right. and that the Kenmore Clan would never give up their secrets. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, I mean, this is these these guys are old children. These are children. These are adults <laughs> with child minds. I cannot oh. get over this. Like grow up. Sincerely. Sincerely. I mean, you know, like and they are they're older than me. I mean, these are guys in their fifties. Okay. Anyway, it's it's really it's really it's 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 infuriating, but even more so just the very idea that there is as stupid as it is, you know, it's like the freaking, you know, Kenmore clan, you know, you got to watch out because, you know, it's like the uh, the poison clan is going to be coming and using their tiger style against your crane style, you know. Yeah, right. And it's like um, they the very idea that there is this this I, this thing of like, we're going to keep secrets. We're going to keep our secrets from you and even naming it like the Kenmore clan. Yeah, it's ridiculous, and it's the product of, as you said, like a child mind. But it also still implies that they have information that they're not sharing, and that's insane. I mean, it's it's bad enough when you're like a teenager or a 20-year-old, but as a grown adult mm-hmm. to be holding back information that could solve a girl's murder. And and as we said before in in past episodes, these are people that probably have their own children, if not their own grandchildren by now. So absolutely just just think about them. If that happened to them, I mean, get a life, people. It's the perspective, Aaron. You know what I mean? Like and, and I know we've talked about this because I know how upset that this makes you is just the very idea that these guys can exist. And not somehow, you know, put their perspective into the sense that, like, oh, my God, my daughter's 15. You know, it's like, what right. if this happened to her or my granddaughter eventually? You know, they may be a little young for a 15-year-old granddaughter, but maybe not. You know, but just basically that, you know, to be able to make that jump and say, like, okay, you know, that was unacceptable then. It's unacceptable now. Instead of bragging about it on it, some it, fucking, you know, uh, right. comment board, you know, using it, your real name, by the right. way, using yeah. your real name. <laughs> oh. 
Jesus, I know. And, and the and the re, and the reality of all that, which is, is like you, we all grew up at certain points. Like we all acted like complete fools at one point, and then yes. we were like, oh man, I can't act like that anymore. You have to mature at some point. You have to decide that this is not acceptable. I know something, and I'm just sitting on it because of what? What? What are you sitting on for? Unless it implies you, and you're scared that you might get in trouble with authorities. I'm right. certain, as Joe Canizaro said, somebody knows something, and they aren't talking. And unless they talk, this is never going to end. And, I mean, again, I know both of us want this to end with, with, with this. I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, God knows it might be the next, you know, couple of, uh, couple of geeks who, uh, who get obsessive over the case. But the fact is, is that, you know, it's just that it has to come to an end. There has to be justice. There has to be. So, Anyway, so now, you know, I'm the one who's getting emotional. So I know, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. let's all take a breath. <laughs> all right, taking a moment, taking a moment. Okay. Great. Well, okay, this is a good, a good segue for, uh, for the uh, for the next part, um, I'll basically explain it. This doesn't this doesn't actually relate to the uh, the message board stuff, but it does certainly relate to uh, Kathy's murder. And at the same time, individuals or a individual specifically who knows something that might actually be able to help. So at the at the advice of a mutual friend, I contacted a woman will be referred to by the pseudonym of Miss X in early July of 2020. Uh, Miss X covered for Kathy Harold the night Kathy was murdered. Miss X told Kathy's mother that Kathy was sleeping over when in truth, Miss X stated that Kathy left to go meet N. Miss X stated that Kathy kept Miss X away from her other friends in the social media group comments in the previous section, Miss X did not contribute and was never mentioned, so that firms that up. But she she told her that it was because Kathy thought Miss X was too good, in quotes. Mm-hmm. Police questioned Miss X the day after Kathy's murder, and again several days later. A makeshift question and answer constructed from text messages between this writer and Miss X follows. For Kathy, anything. Not a week goes by that I don't think of her. Of course I'll help. No problem. I should have done more. And I shouldn't have lied. My biggest life's regret by far. Was Kathy going to Mang Park Youth Center that night? No, she was going to see her boyfriend. I believe his name might have been N, but that I'm still struggling to remember. I remember the police being at my house the day after the murder and me telling them stuff that they went back and checked that was correct. Paul Metlack sounds familiar. I was told to talk to nobody about it by the Kenmore police. 
I know that I was right because they came back a few days later and re-questioned me about what I knew. Kathy never took me up to military, be the military road area, including Snakeland train tracks, with her. She protected me and used to tell me that I was too good. In the end, I didn't love her enough. I got to have a family and get married. I always feel bad that she didn't. I left Kenmore West a week in a sophomore year and just couldn't handle it. The Kenmore cops were very serious about it, and I believe that is why my parents pulled me out of there. I wasn't even told it was going to happen. I came home one day, and they told me that I was registered in a private all-girls school in the city, and they changed our phone number to really restrict who I was in contact with. Did you ever go back to Kemmer West High School? No, I never went back. How long were you friends with Kathy? Middle school, like sixth grade on. It seems like she kept you separate from her other friends, the ones who went to Snakeland. Yeah, she sure did. Very intentionally. She would say I was too sensitive or too good. She had a really loving side to her. I remember that. During the weeks before she passed, her mom was calling my house a whole lot looking for her. Her mom was really struggling, trying to maintain any control. I feel like the boyfriend lived on Sanders in Kenmore. Is that like a block or two over Kenmore Ave to the North Buffalo side? Sanders keeps popping into my head, and I'm not sure why. If there is any way to find out if that N person lived there, then I assume that is exactly who it was. Did you know N? I met him once. He was the one who did the thing on her arm of the uh, of the upside-down cross. He was older, maybe like 18 or 19. Did you ever hear that she was pregnant? I didn't want to raise it, but she told me that she was. I told the police that. And that and the cross carved in her arm is why they came back and questioned me more. They didn't confirm, but they were asking me more about it. My honest opinion is whoever got her pregnant did this, and the Kenmore police covered that shit up. Did N know about the baby? Was Kathy sure it was his? I don't know. My thought always was older boyfriend didn't want her pregnant, so he did it. I told the police that I thought it was this N person. However, I read or heard somewhere that they had cleared the boyfriend because he had an alibi. N gave Kathy the upside-down cross tattoo? Yes. It looked like he just continuously scratched the skin to make it like a scar. Did it seem like this was something Kathy wanted or that she asked N to do? She seemed proud of it. I wish I remembered more. I used to know his last name. Do you remember what time Kathy left out of your house that night? Was she going to the youth center in Mang Park? I don't remember what time she left. And yes, she was going to the youth center in Mang Park. Was that where she was supposed to meet N? 
I don't remember if she told me where she was meeting him. I believe he had said he met her and then they went separate ways and he had an alibi. A different ex-boyfriend said he and Kathy were at an address on Skillen Street the night Kathy was murdered. Hmm. Name slightly familiar. Did he go to West? Skillen, I believe, is close to Sanders, isn't it? Okay, so right neighborhood. She was troubled, but kind and loving to her friends. She had a silly laugh, and she never wanted to go home. This is a lot to uh, a lot to process. I mean, the, the the obvious place to start, Aaron, is is Kathy's uh, pregnancy. I mean, I mean, again, you know, like as with everything else with this, I do put a lot more stake in the the information that we got from Miss X because. You know, I've actually I've actually spoken to her. You've had extensive and, ex- conversations. Yes. Oh, sure, sure. And you know, she she seems very very level headed. She seems outside of. She certainly wasn't ahead. You know, she was right. definitely like outside like the head community and stuff. You know, so it's like her perspective was very very different. But number one, it seems crazy that if. In fact, Kathy was pregnant that it was never disclosed, you know, during any of the the openings and reopenings of this case, especially how sensationalized everything was. Jesus Christ. Yes. And how how the uh, um, the and it wasn't the coroners, the medical examiners were talking a lot at that point to press. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Remember, and it was like people who shouldn't have been talking to the press. You had somebody in the uh, the coroner's office who was talking about how Kathy was hit by a train. You know, just, right. just yep. you know, madness. Mm-hmm. But right. they're going to let that out. But somehow they're going to, you know, keep it together that you know that she she wasn't uh, or that she was pregnant. And 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 then to go on that, Miss X um, information about her having, I guess you want to call scarification tattoo of an upside sure. down cross. Sure, that's new light. We have not heard that information before. Before uh, that was brought up, so that has an interesting aspect too. I mean, could N uh, been like really into satanic practices, or was he just like super metal? Right. Uh, big question, and and mm-hmm. we we've and we've established now, right now, that possibly he's that Kathy had two boyfriends at the time. So there was N, and then somebody else sure. that said that they were dating Kathy. Right, the one who uh, the one who uh, was talking about the location on on Skillen. Right, you know, and which which again is is very. Uh, is is pretty provocative. I mean, because you know, it's like if if we can establish, you know, anything during that time period, you know, mm-hmm. that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty big deal. I think I think too, and I, I really want to be careful here because uh, we've already talked about the amount of like slut shaming that was going on with Kathy, yeah, really early on in this investigation, and and I and I I believe there there may have been even like another boyfriend, you know, during, during the, 
you know, like the the immediate time period. Um, I'm not I'm not certain about that. I'm going to have to look up the notes for the next uh, the next episode. But again, who can tell? Right? Who can? Who, we you know no proof. And and but at the same time, the very the very idea that at least we've got through Miss X that that N was the one who carved the uh, the upside down cross into her arm you know and and again i'm sure i'm sure you know from what she's saying like you know that that kathy did want him to do it you know that this was you know a manner in which she could be tough we do know that she she was trying to fit in in one respect or the other i mean into into the head subculture there's no there's no question an awful lot of questions that that come up then is uh it does a lot a lot does come up a lot does come up when you think about this first, you know, if it's correct that she was pregnant, I'm not doubting Miss X, but, you know, right, that's right. just one person's um, information. We have um, no proof. We, we have, have no, no proof of that. Proof. Yeah. Was that N's child? Was it another boyfriend? If that's true. And yep. that would mean that Kathy at 15 was sexually active, which is yep. shocking. And N is supposedly between 25, 26 years old. So. Yeah. Statutory rape. Yeah. Yeah. That that much we know we know for a fact. Even if even if the um because I'm trying to remember, I don't even know where we got the uh twenty five, twenty six year old uh, it was it was listed in the comments, but also um if you start looking into individuals, you can find out birth dates and stuff like that. Right. Got it. Got it. Okay. That no, that makes that makes good sense. So so no, so absolutely, you know, like that. This is uh, this is this is something that, yeah, is is incredibly problematic because you know not only is that you know an issue in and of itself, but then the pregnancy becomes you know there's there's Miss X's theory that basically the um the the pregnancy you know was what caused Kathy's murder, and it was you know the the, the boyfriend that she's referencing who was N. But again, if it was if it was some somebody else's kid, and you know, and found out, yeah, yeah, if that was if that was a thing, right? Um, and also, I just, and this is this 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 is something else. I mean, please, you know, it's like if you've got if you've got more to uh, to to you know go forward with on, on on this piece, please do. But the thing that is really is really bugging me is if we take the the messages from the social media message board at, at at face value basically and and just you know let's just assume that N and C and Paul Metlack were involved in Kathy's murder. Number one, at worst, uh, you had made the point that's a conspiracy. I yep. mean, it's that's insane, right? But if it's if it's not okay. Even if it's not, because that, I mean, that's honestly the part that probably makes the most sense would be that there was a plan when you've got three individuals involved in something like this, that they would, there would be a plan, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to get rid of Kathy, get rid of the pregnancy, get rid of the problem. Mm. Um, If that's what it was, you know, Um, well, if you go ahead. No, continue, continue. Oh, okay. No, it's just, it just if you if if you if you if you take that further though, it just if it wasn't that, and it was just 
what kind of a situation do you end up in where three guys either murder teenage girl right. or, you know, one does and the others, you know, keep Just it, keep sit it there, uh, sitting there watching or whatever. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. I, you know, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm sure that kind of thing happens all the time when you get like, if, um, if one or more of these individuals was like, you know, selling drugs or involved in, you know, some sort of like, you know, crime involving, you know, money or whatever, you know, it's like these things do happen, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not unheard of, but it just, it just seems so strange that something would just happen and they just get involved and do this or just sit back and watch. It just seems it seems crazy to me. I mean, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm actually more I'm leaning I'm leaning further towards the idea of a conspiracy to killer than anything else. Well, there's a couple of ways you could read it. Okay. One, I, I feel that you could look at it as a conspiracy, like, you know, for whatever reason, these three guys go after Kathy. We don't know why. Is the pregnancy? Is it something else? Is it mm-hmm. that she was running around with some other guy? And and got word of that and was going to teach her a lesson. Mm-hmm. The other thought is that obviously N was stalking around looking for Kathy all the time. And the three of them run into Kathy and he's like, I'm going to teach her. I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. use a little show of force. He, obviously, this person's not right in the head anyways. Sure. And sure, he goes after Kathy and I'm sorry, a 15 year old girl. I mean, they can fight all they want, but compared to a 25, 26 year old man, mm-hmm. it's it's not even a fair fight. Right. So uh, you could easily accidentally murder somebody. Um, yep. Being yep. and who knows if they're intoxicated, if they have other, you know, some right. kind of uh, narcotics in their blood. Mm-hmm. We just don't know. So I mean, there's right. there's so many variables here that could have happened. Did the three conspire to kill her? Maybe. Or maybe they mm-hmm. it happened and they didn't realize and they were like, oh, shit, we just killed her. We have to never talk about this. We can't ever do. But then they're all freaking hanging around each other like a bunch of knuckleheads afterward. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And absolutely, you know, like other people found out. You know, I mean, because we've got the Kenmore clan bragging about their secrets sure, and stuff. Sure. So, I mean, so somebody knows – what those guys did or didn't do. Again, we're, we're, we're taking the word of, uh, of the posters here, you know, the, the alumni at, uh, at, at their word, you know, and that, and that these things are happening when you got the list of people who are saying that, you know, N absolutely did it and let's go to the cops and God knows if anybody did anything ever, but you know, that's what you, that's what you end up with. You know, and then the stuff with uh, with C is a lot a lot vaguer. You know, it's mostly just about the scratches on his chest. Sure. And and then with Paul Metlack, it's really just kind of an unknown, except that he was involved. You know, and that's pretty much all anyone says about it. Right. And so, in other thoughts, you know, going into possible territory of protected individual. Um, yes. If Kathy was pregnant. That would mean that the medical examiner's coroners would have at least known that she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And there should be um, 
evidence of that child. So they could easily do a DNA test of whose child that was of certain people if they have that DNA on file. And why wouldn't they, Eric? And, you know what I mean? Why wouldn't they have that? And if it does happen to be N, mm-hmm. who is the father of this child, mm-hmm. then N is guilty of statutory rape alone. We're not even talking murder, just statutory rape. Is there is there is there a um, is there a statute of limitations on 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 uh, statutory rape? I really do not know, but I'm thinking uh, at least you, I, I I don't know if that how how you would even tackle if that you were uh, prosecuting lawyer. Right. I mean, yeah, it's that. just. I mean, it's it's true, certainly, but I mean, you know, that's the thing is that obviously we got bigger fish to fry here. And um, right. But in in that case, too, then you're looking at the death of technically two people. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. If if that is all true, I mean, there's there's so much to uh, just think about and try to figure out. But obviously, there's too many nagging questions. Jason, and I have known this information, have thought about it for quite some time. And as well as I'm sure like Miss X has. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what these implications mean, and 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 again, even though um, I, I I don't I don't doubt for a moment that Kathy told Miss X this stuff. Right. There's no guarantee that 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 Kathy was being truthful. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I mean I'm certainly I'm not looking to speak ill of the dead. I've got a lot of affection for Kathy, and it's only just grown over the course of this. And I know that's true for you too. But the thing is, is that um, if she if she if she wasn't telling the truth, then, OK, we can at least we'll, we'll take that variable out. And sure. um, but then then that does that puts a lot of a lot of other stuff, you know, kind of into question. It's like, you know, what did uh, what did Kathy say that, you know, else that wasn't true or, or, or whatever? You know, it's just uh, I don't know. I don't know. There, there's a there's a lot to think about, and I know we'll get into more information as well. But um, this, mm-hmm. so we have the three individuals that possibly were involved with her death. That's where we've been leaning towards for a very long time. Yeah, uh, we have that possible idea that she was pregnant. Yep. Did that involve reasons why she was murdered? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we still have overtones of satanic practices you have an upside down cross that's literally scratched into kathy's arm right that's a little severe right it's not just like a a, like a stick on tattoo you know for the the time period yeah Yeah. for the time period and honestly because we you know we're still we're still talking about like you know like 1985 and and you know i i had um silly silly thing but i was watching uh you know this this kind of like uh you know, a cold case show or whatever it was the other day. And it was set in 1985 and girls had facial piercings. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that was a shitty job of, uh, of uh, doing, you know, like time frame continuity because right, right. it just, it just didn't happen during that, sure. during that period. Absolutely. And like scarification and everything else that followed that today is incredibly common. In 1985, it was not. And having somebody, you know, essentially like, you know, more or less carve a scar into you and having it be something as provocative as uh, the upside down cross, you know, is is just um, 
it does. It honestly makes you wonder if there's involvement here. Now, again, I'm not talking about, you know, the involvement of actual Satan. I'm talking about knuckleheads uh, basically doing stuff either because they think it's cool or because they think they're going to get something from Satan. I mean, we're not talking about smart guys here. And that's what drives me crazy is just that these are not criminal geniuses. Right. How in the fuck did they get this far without an arrest? Right. Right. Exactly. It's it's it boggles the mind. So it either has is either a testament of how bad the criminal justice system is or that something was thrown away. Yeah, uh, on, purpose, on purpose. On uh, purpose. I don't know possible. what. I, and from what I can tell, these three individuals, from what I can tell, have no connection to anybody of authority. Sure. Sure. Um, certainly so, not. Certainly not um, recognized authority. Yeah. Okay. No, nobody that um, we could find, unless they're like right. some second cousin removed or something like that. So uh, mm-hmm. we just don't know. So. Right. right. It's. Uh, it's it's really it's really strange because you know sometimes i feel like we've done a really decent job of assembling information i mean in general i think we can say that about the podcast but i mean but about Kathy's murder specifically yeah and it it just seems like if if there was somebody who had you know some authority and by authority i mean just knew the absolute truth, was there, you know, was friends with N or C, you know, whatever it was, to be able to just come out and say, yep, that's the deal. Here's what they did, and here's how it happened. And the place on Skillin was, like, you know, like, empty, and that's where it was done, and, you know, like, then they dragged the body. You know, I mean, whatever it was. Right. But just, you know, getting to the point of affirming you know, any of this or even just the whole thing and just like, you know, someone who <laughs> I mean, I, I think this is crazy talk, but, you know, it's like if somebody actually comes out and goes like, yep, you know what? It was El Timio Sanchez. I know. <laughs> Wasn't that crazy? All this other stuff was bullshit, you know, and, and just if that was the case, I could live with it. I'd be disappointed. But uh, yeah, but, but at least, you know, that 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 was it. That was this yes. is what actually happened. You know, yeah. and, and, and that and that you could spell out all the things that happened during that night. But I, I it doesn't look like I mean, I'm, we still we, as of recently, we're still kidding people saying there was Antimio Sanchez. So, um, oh, my God, I had a guy I was I was talking to on Facebook the other night who I thought might know something. And he said it was Antimio Sanchez. And I'm like, I got to go. I got to go. Know, that's yeah. stupid. Yeah. Oh. God, yeah. so honestly. there's 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 more to unpack. There's more to look into, but we we definitely are going to have to take some more time to look into a lot of this stuff. The Return to Snakeland podcast was created by Aaron O'Brien and Jason Gusman. All music written and performed by Dotson Moon. If you like what you've heard, you can access more Dotson Moon music at dotsonmoon.bandcamp.com. If you have any information as to the 1985 murder of Kathy Harold, please contact us at our email address, 
return to snakeland at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you have an interest in further historic materials from the period or information on the Return to Snakeland graphic novel, please come see us at returntosnakeland.com. If you would like to contribute in order to ensure the future of this podcast, you can find our Patreon at patreon.com front slash return to snakeland. Thanks for everything. See you next time.